today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Mallory and Shannon. After years um, as a doula and owner of a small business in Kansas City, Mallory found a knack for helping others brand their companies in a way that is unique to her. While working with clients to craft craft their dream brands, everybody keeps giving me all these hard words, she uncovered a missing piece among most of them, real support that helped them push forward in a sustainable way. A self-professed doula for life, you can't really turn it off, can you? No, you can't. She merged her love for wellness and business to help others create a lifestyle that supports the unique challenges we face as business owners. Um, You can find her designing at Socialite Media marketing company sorry socialite marketing company and bringing truth brahms at at mallory and shannon yay thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for having me i'm so excited i can't wait for you to tell me how you doula your branding clients because i always say like i'm the tax doula because you can't Mm -hmm. turn it off like at all so first question is always the same uh what was your first job My first job, let's see, I started at 16 years old. Um, I actually applied for like 10 or 15 jobs before I actually got it. Um, But I was a hostess at an Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) And I stayed there for, I was there for six years. And I actually ended up like when I left, um, I was too young to be a manager, but I had all of the other qualifications. So like I taught the menu classes and I did the like back of house stuff and um, I trained in all of the front of house positions. So yeah, I, but I started at 16 as a, as a hostess. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I love the answer um, about, I just, service stuff is just so important. Like I think everybody should have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about your journey um, to becoming a doula. How did that come about? So um, I, uh, when I had my daughter at 21, um, her birth went in a way that I knew wasn't the way I'd wanted it to go, but I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was raised in like a really, not a medically minded family, but you know, low key, we did all the things. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know I had choices. So, and this was before, this was back in 2011. So this was before like the like doula movement or whatever was really big. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea. Um, and I didn't follow mommy bloggers, you know, 21 years old, just trying to figure out how to live life. So, um, my first birth didn't go the way that I kind of wanted it to. And then it, I watched the business being born as a lot of doulas do. And, um, it showed me uh, that there was a different way. And I ended up having a home birth with my son and um, really got a, like a taste for what a doula does. Mm-hmm. Because my midwives were originally doulas as a lot of midwives are. <laughs> um, so I knew that was what I wanted to do, but um, I did not realize that I loved postpartum as much as I do. So I got into birth work thinking I would just stay in birth work. And I ended up loving the postpartum side more um, and helping support, honestly, moms. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not really about the babies. It's a lot of, you know, people take pictures of babies. They're like, oh, my, my job is so great because I get to hold babies all day long. Yeah, but that's just like what you're doing to support a mom. And I lacked a lot of that support when I was newly postpartum. So I know it's important. Um, and I love doing it. Like I, I just love helping people. 
I love it. So you started a doula agency a couple years ago in Kansas yeah. City. Um, why did you do, like, what, what was the impetus to start an agency? Um, I like the business side of things, um, and I always have. And I found myself also wanting to give a sustainable career to other doulas mm-hmm. um, because I know that there are doulas out there who don't like the business stuff. You know, they don't like the marketing. They don't like um, to send contracts or to keep up with invoices or whatever. They just want to walk in, doula, and walk out um, for whatever reason, whether it's what they don't want to do or, you know, they don't have the time. Um, and I actually originally started with an agency myself and didn't, I found that I didn't like that portion of things. I didn't like the IC portion of things and I preferred to be in control shocking. Um, <laughs> but I preferred um, the kind of, doing the big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you know, had a goal of both doing the things that I love to do, but also providing other doulas with um, a way that they could do it sustainably. And, and in a way that, you know, with someone with a baby or with small children didn't have to do the day to day and was able to still do what they love to do. I love that. So what were some of the biggest obstacles? building your agency um trusting their own people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I won't go too far into that but um I think that was most of the obstacle is trusting their own people Mm -hmm. with my business um and also not believing I could do it myself yeah um feeling like I needed a partner or feeling like I needed somebody with me in the journey um and I talk a lot now about how you do need people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean you need a partner um, like who has stake in your business or like a claim to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can very easily and pretty frequently find um, people who are in a similar field, maybe in a different area or even in the same area. I'm very much about community over um, competition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I found some of my best supporters and best cheerleaders to be people um, who are nearby, who do the same thing, but we just kind of are in different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say my biggest obstacle was definitely trusting the wrong people um, and uh, time management. I kind of struggle with time management sometimes. <laughs> um, and I'm trying my best to figure that out. Um, I think, I also, I think no. every anybody who was ever an employee really like is like, Oh, okay. So now I work for myself and now how do I manage my time? I remember like my first couple weeks, like working from home and working for myself. I was like, I know I can go to yoga and then I can go to get, you know, I can go to grocery store and then I can come back and get some work done. And then like, and then I'd like be home at like 3 PM and then the kids would be coming home and I'm like, that did not work. <laughs> yep. That did not work out at all. With a hundred percent. Yeah. So what are, so what were some of the biggest successes in building Kansas City birth and parenting for you? Um, I honestly, it was the client work and then what ended up coming out of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we ended up closing Kansas City. Um, well, we rebranded a few times. So it was originally mm-hmm. Bandula, Kansas City Family Birth, and Kansas City Birth and Parenting. But um, just the, I, I, the biggest successes, I think, were personal successes, were me overcoming um, 
things that I really thought would end everything Mm -hmm. and coming out of it and being able to create something else. Um, I think out of that experience, I've gained a lot of resilience and I've understood the importance of resilience, uh, especially in entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and business ownership, because you're going to fail and you're going to fuck up and you're going to like, it's just, it's, it just is, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to not meet deadlines. You're going to, miss schedule things. You're going to miss calls. You're going to, you're going to fuck up. And I think what came out of that was, um, the importance of resilience and the importance of staying humble and, and owning the fact that like, yeah, I'm, that's my fault. Like I totally did it. I totally fucked up. That's, that's my fault. I'm only human, but that doesn't mean that I get an excuse. Like Mm -hmm. I have to own it and take responsibility for it and do what I can to make it right. Or, you know, face the consequences, whatever those are. Mm -hmm. So I think those are probably, that's probably the biggest successes is just like personal successes, a lot of growth, a lot of learning. Um, and just being able to get people sleep. (laughs) That's been really big for me. I, I love doing that. Yeah. We, uh, I love sleep. Um, sleep mm-hmm. is, yeah, sleep is kind of my favorite, which is why I don't do overnights. Mm-hmm. Um, Understandable. I need that sleep personally instead of <laughs> helping other people get it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, business ownership is just, it's the building of grit <laughs> of that resilience. And I think if you're not doing personal development, then you're very confused about how, you know, how this business, like business ownership stuff works, like yep. you're not growing and learning then. Yeah then, you know, you probably are not a very good entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so your focus now is brand creation, um, and support. Um, what makes you and social, socialite marketing unique as creators? Um, I think it's us, honestly, because we're not reinventing the wheel and it's not something that other companies don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not one to sit here and preach, like I have this unique formula or I have this blah, blah, blah. Like, really anyone could learn to do what it is that we do. Um, I think what we bring to it is you cannot learn someone's vision. Like you can't learn creativity. You can't learn the exact way that we see the world. And um, I'm someone that believes that, you know, like attracts like. So I'm not someone who would say, you know, we do this design better than this company. There might be somebody out there who does the design for someone better than I do it, but that doesn't have to do with like, we're better than each other. It just has to do with we're more aligned with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like my approach to things is just a very much, um, it's not quesada, but it's sort of that. It's mm-hmm. sort of just like, you know, my people will find me, my people will come to me. So I would say what sets us apart is that we try really hard to be collaborative and not competitive. Um, and I think that that's an important thing. Um, also, I send gifts in my emails. <laughs> that's unique. <laughs> I love that. Um, I know. I just, I love that. Um, you know, I think as doulas, a lot of the time we approach things from a place of support instead of a place of sales. Yeah. Um, and that's different. Like mm-hmm. we're different like that. Um, I know I have, I very much have that kind of same case or like the correct people will come to me. Um, I'm not chasing people to have them sign proposals or whatever. Like if it's right. a good fit, it'll work out. Yeah. Well, and maybe that is something that is unique is, you know, Ashley and I are both doulas and Mm -hmm. come from that place of 
you know, we're here to support your brand. We're not here to give you a product. We're here to give you an experience. We're here to support as you kind of launch and go and, you know, create your baby company and we're helping you kind of birth. That's always how I've approached branding. And that's probably how, uh, that's the difference between like a branding person and a graphic designer. Like a graphic designer can give you a pretty logo, mm-hmm. um, but someone who understands branding is going to give you a full package and a full experience and then teach you how to use that logo and what to do with it, where to put it. Um, like you, anyone can go, this is why I say like, I'm not worried about competition. Like you can go on Fiverr or Etsy and find a logo, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, and it'll be cheaper than what we do, but you're not, you might not know how to use it. You might not have a color palette with it. You might not have a complete, you know, brand package. Right. Like, so you invest $25, $30, but you have a $25, $30 wasted logo because you don't know what the heck to do with it. Yeah. It always makes me, always makes me laugh when um, I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to go get a logo. I'm like, okay, but what about the rest of your brand? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know a whole lot about how this stuff works, but I've now launched three, three businesses with their own like brand packages. And it's like, that doesn't come from fiber. Like that, that cohesiveness doesn't come from just, you know, which is why I tell people all the time, you can go get a tax return anywhere. Like you don't have to come here. Like if that's all you want or need, then that's great, but that's not all we provide. Um, and you know, you don't know what you don't know about that. Yep. So, um, I think I pretty much just asked this question, but how are you, so, you know, just talking about how you're using your dual skills to support your branding clients. Um, yeah. and I think you just pretty much answered that. So, um, you have a baby right now. Is there Two a baby there? Oh, <laughs> Two, of them. Two of them. You're the bravest. You're like, I'm just going to podcast. I'm like, I'm just going to podcast while I'm just taking care of twins. It's fine. No <laughs> it's all good. No um, I'm you're feeling a little, uh, a little scared for you right now. Okay. <laughs> So tell us, um, I just, I know you light up, you, you just light up when you talk about your branding stuff. So I just wanted you to give us a, an idea or tell us about your favorite project um, and how your work impacted the business and its owners. My favorite project. Oh, that's so difficult. I, honest to God, like, I know everyone says this, but I love every single one of my clients that I've ever worked with. Like, I know. I, there's such a unique connection with each and every one of them. And I'm someone who like forms that sort of, we get on the phone and we're like, Hey, what's up? Hi kids. What are you doing? Like, so it's so hard to pick a favorite because each one is so unique, um, to the person. Uh, I think probably what I've done for Haley Jasmine in, um, Charlotte, North Carolina. She has Uptown Doula and Carolina Dream Tree. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, the reason that hers is probably my favorite is because I did so much and I'm still doing so much for her mm-hmm. um, because I created an entire brand package and a website, then did the website for Uptown Doula. Um, and I write, I ghostwrite for her. And then I've also been doing her social media. So like, I've loved being able to create that entire experience, I think, um, for her. And also she's just like a doll. Like I love working with her. She's super sweet and she's super funny. And we get into like, you know, chit chat sessions. So Mm -hmm. our phone calls last like two hours, but I think that's probably my favorite project. Um, it's, she actually, this is my favorite. I will say this is my favorite result. She, texted me and was like, I had to raise my prices because, um, 
the website that you built me didn't match my pricing. So like she said she wanted something elevated and that really hit that market of kind of upper middle class double income mm -hmm. families. And she was working underneath an agency and ended up leaving. So I think she probably had a little bit of, as we all do, confidence issues with pricing. So um, for her to get those inquiries and to be able to raise her prices and be in such high demand that she had to bump her prices, I think was really great. I think that's probably my favorite result that I've I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's amazing when people realize their value mm -hmm. and like actually do something about it. <laughs> It's just the best feeling. I know I talk to clients all the time. I'm like, um, how about you raise prices? Like, how can I get you to raise prices or, you mm -hmm. know, do paid consults or like, how can I make your life easier? Yeah. Um, you know, and then people always are coming back and they're like, that is the best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And it's like, mm -hmm. all you had to do was like have people pay for your initial consult or their initial session or whatever. Yep. Um, and it changes your life. Yeah. Well, like, it's, significantly. Amazing. it's so amazing how like one small change can change an entire whether it's introducing like a lower cost service or, um, you know, doing paid consults or doing things differently on the back end, what, like sending uh, an info packet or sending some sort of email. Like it's amazing how one change can shift everything. No, it's awesome. I love it. That's always my favorite too. It's like, so I, I had my client do this one thing and like, they're like, they're calling me and their life is different. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the impact I want to have. Yep. So what's next for you? Um, for me, I, I'm still going to be doing design for sure. I love working with brand clients. Um, I am working on the back end with a couple of like guinea pig people mm -hmm. <laughs> to develop, um, more of a holistic approach to like business coaching. Um, I am someone who gets really frustrated with business coaching <laughs> yes. in general, um, just because I feel like there's a lot of pressure. There is a lot of pressure on them to be like the expert mm -hmm. and I'm kind of the anti-expert. I'm sort of like, I'll tell you what I know and mm -hmm. I'll help you like with what you know, we can collaborate and create something cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to come at you like, if you don't do it this way, then clearly you don't know what you're doing. Like, and I don't, I, that makes me feel icky. Um, as a human being and also as an entrepreneur, just because, right. yes, entrepreneurship is a lot of calculated, um, you know, calculated choices and calculated risks, but part of it is kind of just seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. So it's taking the knowledge that you have and throwing something out there. And if it doesn't work, being resilient and humble enough to say, all right, we fucked up. We're going to change this. Mm -hmm. Whether that's pricing or a service, I mean, I can't even tell you how many services we've put out that were well thought out, marketable services, priced properly, and there's just didn't, there's some bite, you know, like it just wasn't something that people needed. And so either we combine it into a new service that ended up selling, mm -hmm. or uh, we just scrap it all together, you know, or maybe a group class didn't sell, like we did a grandparents class that didn't do super hot. Um, and we started selling it as like a baby prep 101 class in house instead of doing group classes. And we sold them like hotcakes. So, um, I think it's, 
It's, and we were just talking about that, that one change, that one shift. Yeah. And those outside eyes, you know, we always, we talk about outside eyes on the podcast a lot, but, you know, just having, you know, that person that you can bounce stuff up, you know, just what, you know, what is wrong with this situation or what's happening here? Like, this is what I want to offer. Does this work? Um, You know, or would you buy this or, you know, whatever. Um, And it's always good to have like whoever that, you know, just somebody or, you know, a group of somebodies um, to, you know, to give you that feedback. Yeah. Awesome. I love that you're going to be doing some business coaching. I, I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I, I already have been doing like some coaching with my brand clients Mm -hmm. so that it's sort of like, I feel like everything I've ever done is an organic evolution of just Mm -hmm. what's happened. And I really am a doula for life. Like once you, I don't even know that you necessarily need a doula training. It's just Mm -hmm. people who are doulas are doulas. Mm -hmm. And we do that, you know, non-biased support thing where, sorry. You're fine. <laughs> we do that non-bias support thing where we're like, okay, if it works for you, it works for you. And I think that there's not enough of that in this, in the business world. You know, I think yeah. there's, there's a lot of like, I'm an expert and do it this way. Here's my method. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough people willing to say like, Hey man, if it works for you, great, let's make it work better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like as doulas, like we, we have the ability to like, take a step back and be like, okay, well, you know, we're just here, like, I'm just here to support you and whatever that is. And, you know, if I have some, you know, some tweaks for you or, you know, whatever, like, but just, you know, let's talk through stuff, you know, let me support you. Yeah. You know, even with like, you know, people are birthing businesses. We say that, Mm -hmm. you know, I say that all the time. People are birthing businesses and they need, you know, they need people to, uh, to help them move forward. Yeah. With that. Yeah. I totally awesome. So before I ask my last question, uh, where is, or what is the easiest way for people to find you? Easiest way for people to find me probably is, um, I have a website, Mm MalloryAnnShannon.com, um, or Instagram. You can always follow me on Instagram. Um, And I'll I'll link all those. I'll link all those in the description boxes. Yeah. It's just at MalloryAnnShannon. It's just me. Um, but it's just me. Yeah. I throw a lot of like branding tips and, um, day-to-day stuff and, Okay. I've, I've recently adopted like 20 plant babies so you can watch <laughs> me garden if you want to. <laughs> I don't have any green things. I have zero oh. green things. Um, I always say that um, if you can't tell me you're hungry, you can't live in my house. So, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's kids, fair. animals, um, husbands, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you were not going to get fed in my house mm-hmm. unless you can tell me. Unless you tell me. Yes. So, okay. So my last question for you is what would you say is the one thing most businesses are missing in their branding? In their branding. Mm-hmm. Um, in small businesses, what I see the most is a lack of cohesion. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they might have a logo and a color palette, um, but they don't know how to use it or they might have a logo and a color palette and it's not cohesive with their website or, you know, I think that what a lot of people don't understand about branding is it's not a logo or a color, a branding, a brand is an experience. And so that includes everything from the layout of your website to how you label your buttons to what kind of buttons you're using. Like there are some markets who like to see like mouse over buttons that change color versus there are other markets who prefer to not have that. So um, 
and the same with like drop down menus and different things like that. So I think that's that's what I see most is that it's not a complete experience and it's not a cohesive experience. Like when someone lands on your website, they should be able to go to your social media and be like, oh yeah, totally. Um, and you know, when someone reads a blog from you and they read your copy, uh, a lot of times I see real stilted copy and really like businessy copy and then they'll write in the first person and it's really relatable and it's really personable and it's really connecting mm -hmm. um, but then you go to their website and it's like you know Mallory Shannon is da -da 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 -da, and it's very cold and corporate mm -hmm. um, which is fine if that's what you're going for like if you're a lawyer if you're someone who that's your brand is cold and corporate cool great but write your blogs that way too mm -hmm. um, and make sure that it's a cohesive because the one thing that a brand builds and the one thing that a brand can give you is trust with your audience and trusted brands are the ones that make the sales. So, you know, they're the ones that get the contracts. They're the ones that are, uh, get the reputation with people to know that they do a good job because it's consistent. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably the thing that, that I see lacking the most is just making sure it's a cohesive experience all the way around. Yeah, and that's not something that is like easy to do. Like that's not no. something that people can like hop in and be like, okay, well, oh, hmm, this brand just doesn't seem cohesive, but I don't know why. Like yeah. every once in a while I'll end up on a website and I'm like, something's wrong, something's yeah. off here. Um, but I don't know what it is because I'm not, yeah. you know, like that's your job. <laughs> right, right. And that's why I do what I do. And right. I'm so good at it because I am someone who can kind of look at the entire experience from a bird's eye view mm -hmm. and say, all right, this, this, and this need to be moved around. This, this, and this don't look right. And sometimes it's as simple as introducing a color. Like sometimes it's as simple as you have a really cold color palette, introducing a couple of warm colors, and bam, like you've got a really nice connecting thing that wasn't there before. It's so, so crazy to me that it's like, it could just be a color. Like that yeah. is just, it's just so cool. I love it. I love that. Um, I love that it's a, that it's, that's a formula, but it's also like, you know, completely just something that is, you know, could be completely just, you know, created. Um, well, and that's why I like to say brand strategy. Yeah. Because, you know, as, well, and that's what I use with birth clients too. Mm -hmm. We never did a birth plan. Right. Which because, is strategy. You know, you make a plan, God bless. So like <coughs> we always did a birth strategy and I do that with branding too, is like we do a brand strategy. So like, you know, you look at your market, you look at the people they like, you look at the colors that they, whatever, you look at all those things and you put an educated guess out there, but pretty much every brand is always going to need some form of evolution. Mm -hmm. So you might get a year into business and realize that you are serving a market you didn't realize you were going to hit. Um, and you need a refresh or a rebrand or something like that. And that's totally fine. Doesn't mean that your first brand was bad. It was good, but it, I feel like in business and in, in branding, it's always an evolution. Like even the big, like Nike, uh, Google, and everyone does rebrands. Everyone does refreshes and they use things in different ways. So just because you need a rebrand or a refresh or something doesn't necessarily mean that your first one was bad. Um, it just means, you know, it's an evolution of your company. Yeah. Or it's not, it's not hitting the way it's, you, you want it to. Right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so brave with the twins. <laughs> me, and, me and my twins. <laughs> they did pretty well, actually. Oh, no, yeah. They were super quiet. I was like, <laughs> you have babies. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, well, I, I scheduled this and I was like, oh, yeah, this will be fine. Then I'm like, oh, no. Nope. Oh, wait. <laughs> no worries. 
no all worries. Right. We fine. do this. Yeah, I think we'll um, I think Devin's Devin's cats are like walking around in the back, and I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's real people doing, yeah. you know, real things. And that's definitely true. And, and I like got, you know, a business owner at work. So there you go doing one of our many things. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yay, I'm glad you had fun. Hey y'all, thanks for listening. If you found this podcast to be inspiring, helpful and entertaining, please like and subscribe. This helps us grow the community and reach more people. If you are interested in learning more about this episode's guest or accessing any of the books or other resources mentioned in this episode, be sure to check out the description box below. Until next time, be abundant.